your brain might just help you learn something in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back into our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly, but you've got to listen on to find out. Now, here is the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell. Welcome, everybody. All right, we're going to be talking about diagnosis stupid. All right, I know that's a horrible word, but stupid is an amazing thing because um, as far as a diagnosis, by the way, there is no such thing as a diagnosis of um, you're not depressed, you're not anxious, you're not... uh, OCD, uh, you are just stupid. <laughs> so <laughs> that would not be a great way to start therapy <laughs> or anything because, you know, there's more to be said about uh, stupidity than people imagine. You know, uh, Oscar Wilde once said that uh, he had personally, he, I have great admiration for stupidity <laughs> because they don't have to think that much. <laughs> and so, you know, there's a lot of, of uh, branches of psychology and people doing analysis that they're arguing that almost everything we do or is irrational, that we're influenced by, you know, uh, thoughts that are, we're biased to and that we're not aware of. And, you know, like the music we listen to influences our opinion. Let's say the wine we drink, the, the, the weight of the spoon influences how creamy we find the yogurt our, our moral assessment of strangers depends on what movie we've watched. And, and so, you know, we all have stupid biases in our life. We have things that, that make us uh, come across as not too, not too intelligent, not too thoughtful. And that doesn't, and, it, it, and stupidity runs across the board. It has nothing to do with intellect. It has everything to do with common sense. And so, you know, it's important that people understand that, that stupidity is, is not, oh, um, you, you didn't do well in school, so you're, you're stupid. That's not it, it, it whatsoever. It's common sense. And a lot of people with very high intelligence, uh, in my thoughts, in my beliefs, have very little common sense. As a matter of fact, I believe that the higher your intellect is, oftentimes the more you struggle with just basic common sense because your thoughts are so much in the clouds. You know, uh, if you look at just uh, a food, you might think that, you, you know, that, that you taste food with your tongue, just as we perceive sound with our ears and we perceive colors with our eyes. But but this is completely wrong. Our, our tongue is only capable of discerning five basic tastes, which is sweet, sour, bitter, salty, and umami. And, and everything else comes from smell. For, for And that's the, our, our uh, retronasal olfaction, smell activated, but not sniffing, but by the air pushed towards the back of the palate. So that means the back of our, our tongue, that's where the nose picks up the, what we're tasting and, and, and flavors that tasting more subtly. So in, if we block smell, strawberries, mango will taste the same sweet. Uh, flavor perception is multimotor, so s- smelling and tasting and, and uh, more heat perception and, and uh, all this contributes to what our food tastes like. 
But the multimodality of perception runs even deeper. Our, our flavor perception is influenced not only by swell, smell, but it's also influenced by sight and sound. So white noise, for example, has a terrible influence on our flavor perception. That's the main reason why food tends to taste awful on airplanes. And the color of the food we are eating can also have a significant influence uh, there too. And flavor perception is very fragile and extremely complex phenomenon. That If you change one small thing in pretty much any sense modality, it can have a really powerful, often negative effect. And so, you know, when you think of all this kind of stuff, when you kind of think of how we operate, we kind of operate on a surface level. We don't really get to know how things function and how we function. You know, but... Uh, it's amazing to, to think about stupid in a, in a simple, simple way. Um, over the course of any given day, the average person sees plenty of weird behavior. I mean, all you have to do is get on a freeway and you can see all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, and people, and especially with their cell phones, can be extremely stupid. But also, uh, people that drive slow in the fast lane, that drives me absolutely nuts. I, I, I have a feeling that intellect plays a role in how people drive. And it's amazing to me uh, in traffic how that can come out. Um, you know, a bizarre outfit, a strange conversation, we have those all day long. Unfamiliar gesture, you know, something that really doesn't fit into the realm of acceptable behavior. But one of the most common uh, breaches uh, that tends to give us pause more than anything else is something or some things really that we like to call stupid and so that thing that happened that that person what that person does it was so stupid you know the words used so freely and yet rarely if ever stop to consider what exactly we mean by it but if anything we have a sense of what it doesn't mean that calling uh something that someone did stupid doesn't imply that the person is not smart Plenty of people with high IQs, once again, maintain to do things we regard as stupid. But that, you know, doesn't quite answer what stupid is or what the significance of it is and how we use it. So missing a stop on a train, walking to a stationary, uh, into a stationary object, which I know I've done. And because a person was enthralled by a book, uh, we call that stupid. But surely it's, it's something else, something more precise, like missing a, a stop on a train or, or, or uh, walking uh, you know, like I said, into a stationary object. You know, you didn't see that coming. That uh, confident ignorance is when a person's self-perceived ability to do something far outweighs the person's actual ability to do it. And it's associated with the, the highest level of stupidity. Think of a drunk driver, you know, like who believes they're perfectly capable of manning the wheel or a burglar who, meaning to steal a phone, instead... Uh, plucks a GPS uh, device, which leads the police straight to them. You know, p people don't just find this type of behavior stupid. They seem to associate with the highest level of stupidity. And, and these tend to give a mean, uh, you know, a, of stupidity to be extremely high. You know, this, the stupidest thing someone can do is overestimate themselves. And that's what tells us that you don't have a low IQ in people's eyes, it is that you are stupid. People thinking that they're greater than what they are is, is a horrible thing to do because you're going to walk around feeling with low self-esteem and, and you're going to draw people away from you. You're going to lose people's trust. You know, it, the best thing in life is to be humble. 
and and to be humble and peaceful and understanding when you know uh, you're what are you fitting in and do you need to fit in? Do you, are you are you functioning well or do you need to function well? You know, we just need to be a little bit more mindful. You know, the I I look at the media these days and all I could think of is stupid. I I look at uh, politics these days and it's it's like my gosh, stop trying to please everybody, stop trying to bias everybody, and just deal with reality. You know, it's amazing to me how crazy people can get uh, with their ideas. And then uh, another um, another stupid thing that people do is conspiracy theory. They go down that rabbit hole and it becomes addictive because they see it as a sense of knowledge and knowledge is power. So they feel like they have some kind of knowledge that other people don't have and they hold on to it almost like a cult and, and they, they cling together and they start saying the same words. And they, and that's the other thing that is crazy in this world is the group mentality that people can grab on to a mentality and hang on to that. And and, uh, and then they just keep redefining, you know, defending what they're saying without even getting outside of it and understanding how they're influencing other people. I, sp- I see people do stupid things when they're selfish and they uh, are parents, um, you know, uh, not really attending to their kids, not caring, not having a conversation, not hugging them, um, you know, not paying attention to them, just staring at their phones. That's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Yet we see it all day long. Um, you know, oftentimes we excuse people that, you know, they couldn't help themselves. You know, the second thing we use the word stupid to describe is when someone does something because they have on some level lost their ability to do anything else. And this lack of control characterizes it as, as a result of obsessive, compulsive, addictive behaviors and it's often an example of a person who decides to cancel plans with a good friend in order to play video games at home. You know, that's not a not a good thing. <laughs> you know, people lose control and absolutely don't think through the things that they're doing. You know, people that have affairs. Affairs can be so detrimental to so many people. And yet people will jump in and do something like that and destroy one or two families they're the children's lives, all kinds of crazy things happen. The parents have to basically act like they're normal when they're not, uh, when they know the knowledge. I mean, that's just stupidity. Um, you know, some people are space cadets also. And that's another type of behavior that we call stupid. So that's like absent-mindedness or a lack of practicality. It's, it's either or scenario in which someone does something that is clearly irrational but for a reason that could be one or two things, they either were paying attention or simply were aware of something. You know, think of someone who is having overfilled their car tires, ends up on the side of the road with a flat. Well, that person either forgot to pay attention while filling the tires, it didn't know or didn't know that they needed to do so in the first place. And, and we're apt to call both of those scenarios uh stupid, you know, because what we choose to call stupid actually has a significant impact on our behavior. Intelligent people might be less capable of evaluating themselves, making them more vulnerable. When given a math problem, for instance, an intelligent person might assume they're capable of the same thinking errors that their peers are, which in turn makes them more prone to commit them. So acting in a way that isn't considered stupid is a goal shared by the most reasonable people. But many of them, 
likely overlook the, the main attribute that might allow them to better achieve it. And that's called modesty, modesty, humility. If you don't want to do something stupid, you probably don't want to have higher expectations of your abilities than you should. And the, and the worst thing someone can do is to act confidently and seriously still not act rationally. And, and that's about as stupid as it gets. You know, somebody that's acting rash or acting like they're uh, serious and confident and then discovering that they're not rational, that's a scary thing. You know, that, that they're they're caught up in their own thoughts. And it's sad, but people can get lost in that. They just hover around their computers and at nighttime and all kinds of hours uh, uh, studying something that, that trying to back up their case, back up their ideas of what truth is. There's also stupid things that, that can hurt people. Um, and, and that is like somebody that pretends to smile. You know, when you pretend to smile... Only the corners of your mouth will curl up. And I think all of you know what that is. And it's, a, it's kind of a social smile. And this is used by celebrities and politicians a lot. And uh, there's a lot of research that suggests that a true smile enlists not only the muscles around your mouth, but also those around your eye socket. And so visually, a genuine smile will activate lines around the eye known as crow's feet. And in addition, our brain is wired to mimic the smile of others. So if it was uh, the smile is real, our brain will act, activate the same areas on our own face. And subconsciously, we begin to recognize almost immediately whether the person's greeting was genuine, genuine or not. It's just those simple subtleties. Isn't it amazing how we take in information? You know, how to make it work for you. Maintain eye contact with the other person Notice how they mirror your facial gestures. They smile when you smile. They frown when you frown. They nod their head when you nod. And so keep in mind how people will mirror your behavior and make sure you're sending the right message. You know, there's also these people that want to push to the front. You want to impress the other person, right? You let them know that you're smart, sophisticated, ambitious. Everything about you shouts, I'm first, I'm the winner. But here's the bad news. Everyone sees right through that. Likeable people do not try to compete with people they are meeting or brag about their accomplishments. Instead, they spend time complimenting others and truly being impressed by high achievers uh, from those who they can learn. And they're confident enough to be vulnerable and willing to admit that they can still learn much from other people. So, you know, how to make that work? If, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're the wrong room. Move on. Immediately surround yourself with people who really are smarter and brighter than you. And you'll be challenged in good ways that will expand your understanding of yourself and the world around you. That is the way we take in information. That's the way we... Uh, ex, uh, uh, learn on on the fly. That's how we, you know, it's called uh, um, existential thinking or thinking about what's in the moment and learning from that and, and rather than trying to uh, get book knowledge. I, I know that uh, it's pretty amazing that studying as a therapist, we studied theories that were created before insurance. And so way back when I was studying this, it was pretty amazing that all that work 
as, as far as learning theories and stuff is important, but you can't really practice a lot of those theories because those theories don't operate in a window of maybe eight sessions or three sessions, whatever you're given. So you have to pick and choose from those tools to actually get the work done. So you have to actually experience being a therapist to actually learn how to apply it. That's why therapy requires uh, 3,000 hours of internship so that you can learn how to put all that stuff together because they can't really teach that in a classroom. You have to learn that on the fly with people. There's also a lot of folks that have really bad uh, communication skills. And, uh, you know, communication, both interpersonal and organizational, is really a necessity for the success of you, at least in business. Uh, You know, uh, there was a Nobel Prize winner, is a Nobel Prize winner, Daniel uh, Kahneman, and he's found that people would rather do business with a person they like and trust than someone they don't. And so while this isn't surprising, the real clincher was this. It applied even when the likable person was offered a lower quality product or service at a higher price. So, you know, pay close attention to what your listeners are saying so you can learn what is important to them and their situation. And most importantly, remember that everyone is different and one size does not fit all. So let's get down to... uh, Well, actually, we don't have time. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and we're going to step back into how uh, stupidity can hurt people and what stupid people do. Come back. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Should there be more to your life? Do you need a change? Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young will provide empowering commentary each week to encourage you. She will interview successful personalities from movies, television, business, technology, health, and academia. All of them have amazing stories, resulting in transformed lives. You'll learn how to discover real happiness, financial success, and fulfillment to live your highest purpose. Join her on Tuesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and a replay Fridays at 12 noon Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. 
You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about the diagnosis, stupid. (laughs) So, no, it's not a diagnosis, but uh, it's quite funny because it probably should be. Have any of you uh, known what the term concrete thinker is? A concrete thinker. That's what's really interesting about people that are concrete thinkers is they kind of do as they're told. Um, They don't interpret. They just do what you tell them or when they hear like a joke, they don't get it. It's like, what? Uh, uh, I don't understand. (laughs) So the concrete thinkers, that's something that is an indicator that they're not a deep thinker in some areas of their life. That doesn't mean they're stupid. I'm not saying let's go out and label people stupid. I'm talking about stupid things people do uh, because you want people to have a little bit more uh, depth to their communication, a little bit better listening and a little bit better understanding of the subtleties that we all have. But unfortunately, there are mental disorders that just don't allow them to have that kind of an emotional interpretation of what a person's saying uh, or, you know, a double entendre, you know, where the, the, it has a double meaning. Uh, some people don't have the capacity, but I'm talking about normal, everyday people in life that if they took the time to do a little bit of hard, they might be able to have a better life. And hard makes life easier. Anything hard that you do makes life easier, and hard should be something you're passionate about. There's a lot of people that forget to be polite. You know, uh, it's amazing that uh, the the best people that you find out there to work with, the most easily people to to get along with, are people who um, are polite. And you know, if they were use, it, you can tell if someone's polite if they use the word please or thank you. Um, you know, it, it may not. Uh, it's it makes it can make somebody's day because so rarely do people say that. I I remember just the other day I was getting out of my car and a guy was walking down the street. And I was just like caught up in myself, I was pulling bags out and all that kind of stuff. And he walked by and uh, he wasn't, he didn't look like a real friendly guy, but he, he just said, hi, how's your day? And I was like, oh, good. How's your day? <laughs> and I was like, wow, it's nice that somebody would take the time to actually ask you that. You know, it, 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 people that uh, um, are, are, unfailingly polite in in many situations are often respected and trusted and so people that t- make that effort to connect and and uh, notice things about other people that really can make people's life better you know people may forget what you say to them but they'll never forget how you make them feel you know make the eff- extra effort to make everyone feel valuable even better and, and they really believe that everyone is truly valuable and a good person. And if you can come across like that, you're going to find the good in all of us. There is good in all of us and there's bad in all of us. We can either walk around, try to bring the bad out all the time or ignore people and just live in limbo. Or we can actually engage in life and engage in the people that we come across in our day. It doesn't mean we're, we're 
digging up relationships or doing anything more than that. But, you know, passing a little bit of joy on is never a bad thing in this life. People that are too serious, that, that can also uh, be a, a stupid thing that can be hurtful. You know, it's, an, it's inevitable. Uh, the more serious, uh, the more things get, the more humor you need <laughs> because without it, uh, it would be very difficult to get through a very tense situation. You know, humor is a great tension breaker in the workplace. But when people are too serious and they don't inject any kind of humor, any kind of enjoyment into what's going on, that can just take people down, 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 down. When we laugh in response to something that's said, something happens in our brain. Not only is there a, a shift in how we view our, our stressors, but there's also emotional and physical responses that enable you to relax and laugh. And that's where hope comes in. That's where faith comes in, is when we're able to look at things and go, I'm not in control of this whole scenario. So people are passionate People that are dedicated to their work often come across as too serious or uninterested in anything that isn't related to their situation. Yeah, you know, they may or may not be seriously stressed, but they do end up missing out on a lot of valuable social moments. So it's, it's possible to be serious and friendly as well. Usually the most likable people are those who can elicit a smile or laughter from other people. You, you don't have to be a jokester. All you need to be is someone who can make laugh easily and come easily and often smile. People also can be stupid by uh, not listening. To be likable, you really have to be a good listener. And unfortunately, a lot of people are, are texters and they don't talk anymore. And so a lot of people lose their, their practice of actually having dialogue with people on, on a deeper side. And people uh, forget to listen. And listening doesn't mean you're solving everybody's problems. What it really means is you're validating them. I understand. Oh, so what you're saying is this. Oh, I hear what you're saying. I get it. Okay, that's that's called validating. And, and that's all that's really required. It doesn't take that much energy, but it, it validates other people when they are speaking. And actually, we, if we're humble, uh, can actually learn something from other people. You can learn something from anybody. I know in therapy, doing therapy, I learn from my clients and just as much as they learn from me. And so it's, it can be a very helpful thing to be a great listener. You know, this means we have to be uh, a little curious, which means we ask questions. We're confirming that we we're actually listening to what the other person is saying. Our, our time is one of the most valuable resources. And when you actively listen, you're giving something very important to people. People need to be heard. All of us need to be heard. And if you're a good listener, you're going to learn a lot about other people, which is a good thing. If you don't like to listen, that's going to be a sad thing. But you you know, if you have a family, you need to be a listener. If, you, if you're going to be in a relationship, you would need to be a listener. If you're going to work, you need to be a good listener. So, you know, if you if people tend to feel good when they're the center of attention and if you make empathetic statements that capture the person's message, notice an emotion that was conveyed in their conversation, then repeat it by asking a question such as, so you are happy that you or, you know, so this is kind of upsetting to you or, you know, so you're kind of afraid, you know, it confirms to them that you actually heard them and also allows them to talk further about what their concerns are. 
And it never hurts to mirror their body language. If they speak in quiet tones, maybe you should too. If they're intense, ratchet up your style a little bit. Kind of mirror them, and that gets you to jive with the other person in a way that, um, you know, you can connect. I know that in doing therapy, I always, if I have a couple, I will go to the lowest um, the person with the lowest amount of energy because the other person is married to that person, so obviously they're used to that energy, but it also connects me with that person and it allows me to relate to the other person a little bit easier because they're used to relating to the, to the one that's lower. We get into that zone and there's a lot of comfort in what's being said and a lot of security and, and, and openness. Also, uh, you know, uh, sharing too much is stupid. Uh, a lot of people will do that, especially in a work environment. They develop a, a tribe mentality in their work. And it's important because tribes help us get behind a, a shared objective. But we can sense a, a bubble of excitement and community when we're surrounded by people with similar values. And we're eager to hear our leaders tell stories that renew their sense of purpose. And while getting to know our, our tribes requires sharing uh, sharing too much about ourselves too early or inappropriate times can really sabotage our efforts. Instead of spewing out you know, details of your life at the first opportunity, learn about other people that you're getting to know first. Don't share or overshare because that can take many forms. It sounds a, a lot like bullying if we run over things, our, our eagerness to push our recommendations out in front or other times it gives us, others the impression that we're self-obsessed in more need of a therapist or a sounding board, uh, that must something must be wrong at home. I mean, there's all kinds of indicators when you overshare, you, you're putting yourself in a dangerous place. Not a dangerous place, but in a socially, you're going to lose a lot of respect. You know, always be the first to give others a chance to talk. Give them the chance to be the most important person in the world. If you can do this, this requires a heart of humility and genuine belief that people are good. And that is a smart thing to do. You know, um, there's people with varying intelligence all over the world. And almost anyone would consider themselves to be intelligent, of course. And it can be very hard to get an accurate assessment of our own intelligence. You know, after all, our, our thoughts tend to sound smart in our head. But, you know, people can have a high IQ. And then they can have a low EQ, and that's your emotional quote and your, your emotional intelligence. There's a lot of folks that don't develop the EQ, um, be it maybe their parenting uh, was poor, or maybe the communication at home was poor, or people didn't like conflict or avoided feelings. People that avoid conflict generally have a very, very, very low EQ, uh, meaning that a temper tantrum will represent, I'm frustrated, uh, I'm sad, I'm angry, I'm irritable, and so they just throw a temper tantrum. And so anger is a very primitive emotion that most children learn early, and so they cultivate that one, and that represents everything else, just like a baby when they cry. So there, there's some really fundamental differences between smart and stupid people, and by the way, once again, we all are smart, we all are stupid, I am smart, I am stupid, we all are, but some people have a deeper propensity for stupid. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's what, when it's pervasive, when it's something that's running the show, that's when we have to uh, stop and take a look at ourselves. You know, stupid people blame others for their own mistakes. There's a lot of 
childlike adults in this world who won't take accountability for the things they do, take responsibility for the things they've created, um, lie, deceive, uh, do whatever they have to do to, uh, to, to push things away from them. They want themselves to look good and they don't want to take any accountability. You know, it's very noticeable. It's very unprofessional. Something a smart person would never do. If, if you consistently try to, you know, push your mistakes off on other people, you basically demonstrate to everyone that you can't be the sharpest tool in the shed. You know, stupid people don't like taking responsibility. They prefer to wallow in self-pity or just go straight to playing the blame game on someone else. And uh, once again, that's a that's a low emotional intelligence. You know, it's never a good idea to cast blame. It's best to be accountable. If you had any role, no matter how small and whatever went wrong, own it. And, and what's important is to own even the perception that you created um, it, by someone else misinterpreting. Say, you know, I'm really sorry. I can understand how you had that perception. Now I can see where you're coming from. Or how did you, do, how did you decide that this is something about me? I get it. You know, smart people know also that every mistake is a chance to learn and do better the next time. You know, um, it's really important for smart people to actually react differently to mistakes. And, and that is a smart, common sense thing to do is to learn from mistakes. Don't hammer on failure. Hammer on how did I respond? Am I resilient? How can I be resilient and how can I respond? How can I learn from something from this and do something different? You know, the other thing about that's highly noticeable about people that are stupid is they always have to be right. And in a, any, uh, in a situation of conflict, smart people have an easier time empathizing with another person and understanding their arguments. They're also able to integrate these arguments into their own thoughts and consider their opinions accordingly. You know, a sure sign of intelligence is the ability to look at and understand things from a different point of view. And intelligent people are often open-minded towards new information and changing parameters. You know, a sure, you know, stupid people, on the other hand, will continue arguing forever. It will not budge from their position, regardless of any valid arguments brought against them. That also means they will not notice if the other person happens to be more intelligent and competent. You know, uh, this uh, this overestimation is called the Dunning-Kruger effect, and we're going to talk about that in the next segment. But it, it's the cognitive bias that makes us less competent people overestimate their own skills while underestimating the competence of other people. And, and this was uh, done back in uh, 1999, and these two psychologists, uh, David Dunning and Justin Kruger, noticed in, in prior studies and in areas like being comprehension, playing chess, driving a car, ignorance leads to confidence uh, more often than knowledge does. And so it's pretty amazing when you study stupidity. <laughs> At Cornwell, they conducted more experiments to that effect and showed that less competent people don't just overestimate their own skills, but they don't recognize when someone else's skills are superior. So if you're incompetent, you can't know you're incompetent. So the skills you need to produce the right answer are exactly the skills that you need to recognize what an answer is. And that is, of course, this doesn't mean that, you know, smart people always think everyone else is right, but they listen attentively and consider all the arguments before making a decision. 
Another thing um, stupid people do is react to conflicts with anger and aggression. Obviously, even the smartest people can get really angry from time to time. We're all human. We're all going to do stupid stuff like that. But these people, it's kind of like their go-to. You know, for less intelligent people, this is their reaction whenever things aren't going their way, when they feel like they don't have control as much as they would like. And so they tend to use anger and aggressive behavior to secure their position. Um, There's... uh, researchers have studied that they hypothesize that uh, low intelligence makes the learning of aggressive responses more likely in the early age and that aggressive behavior continues intellectual development uh, making it more difficult for them to have that intellectual development that they need because they continue to go to that behavior to get their way and people that are parents that are non-conflict driven and don't have good boundaries accelerate that uh, that aggressive response and basically what happens is the the child has a harder time getting an education you know stupid people commonly ignore the needs and feelings of other people and once again we're not talking about people with mental disorders that would affect them in a way that they don't have this kind of skills we're talking about people that functionally walk around in a day-to-day basis and hurt other people by their behavior. You know, stupid people, once again, ignore the needs and feelings of other people. So, you know, intelligent people, and I'm not talking about IQ, once again, we're talking about common sense. Intelligent people tend to be very good at empathizing with other people. So that makes it easy for them to understand another person's point of view. And, uh, you know, people with a higher cognitive ability are often better able to understand and fulfill the needs of distant other people. People who are less smart have a hard time imagining that people could think differently than they do and would therefore disagree with them. And, and also the concept of doing something for someone uh, without expecting a favor in return is more foreign to them. You know, uh, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk a little bit more about stupid behaviors and we're going to go into... Uh, defining the, the, the Dunning-Kruger effect that I talked about earlier. Come back. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Do you wish you could avoid having difficult conversations with your kids about sex, relationships, and how to stay safe? Do you struggle with what and how much to say? You're not alone. Tune into Holistic Sex Ed Radio with host Robin LaCrosse for a fresh new perspective on sex education that goes beyond the birds and the bees. We gather together every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for conversations designed to improve your relationships, expand your knowledge, and give you the tools to help your kids make the most out of their lives. 
Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. We're talking about the diagnosis. Stupid. Yes, stupid. There are stupid things. We all do stupid things. Common sense is what we're talking about. We're not talking about intellect. Common sense. You know, everyone's selfish uh, now and again, and it's it's completely normal and human, but it's important that we keep a balance between the need to pursue our goals and the need to consider other people's feelings. We live in a society. We are social creatures, whether you like it or not. Yes, I know a lot of you are introverts and don't like to talk to people, don't even like people, but the deal is you live in a society. We're dependent upon each other. And our opportunities are brought about by each other, and we're here to serve God, but to serve others. And that's an important thing that we have to understand. A lot of stupid people think they're better than everyone else. You know, intelligent people try to motivate and help other people. They do this because they're not afraid of being overshadowed. They have a healthy level of confidence. They're smart enough to accurately assess their competence. And so what that means is... You know, it's it's such a smart thing to know what you're good at, and uh, that's okay. That's okay to be self-confident in what you know you're good at. It's when you walk around being self-confident in everything that you do, that doesn't allow you to absorb knowledge, to learn from other people, and to do all the, the best things for yourself. You know, s- stupid people tend, on the other hand, to, to badmouth others in order to look better for themselves. They, they believe themselves to be above everyone else and are always quick to judge. And so prejudice is very much uh, not a sign of intelligence. You know, many intelligent people do, do uh, some of the other, some things that are good, uh, more of them than, than uh, we may perceive. You know, today, smoking is now seen as very dangerous and it's become uncool. So anyone who smokes in the face of what is widely viewed as less uh, smart, uh, they, they see people that are smoking and they kind of go, okay, not the smartest person. Or maybe, you know, from my perspective, from a mental health perspective, I'm going, okay, that person's living a suicidal life. They don't like their life. And uh, so they're trying to self-defeat by uh, uh, putting themselves in the way of cancer, you know, and so uh, it's kind of sad. But also, a lot of people, and sometimes this is colloquial, meaning it's a local thing, but um, a lot of people will mispronounce words like like nuclear instead of nuclear. <laughs> nuclear. <laughs> That's like I just did. <laughs> 
etc. instead of etc. Um, irregardless instead of regardless. Um, jewelry instead of jewelry. Uh, library. <laughs> so, you know, duct tape instead of duct tape. <laughs> so, you know, the way a person, their grammatical errors can get them labeled into a place where uh, maybe they're not thought of to be the most intelligent person. And that's kind of sad because there are people that have lingos that come from certain parts of a town or parts of a world or parts of a state or parts of a, um, you know, north or south in the United States, whatever. Those things could be kind of charming. And that's a good thing. It's just uh, grammatical errors. Like, I don't worry about nothing. You know, he sings good. Uh, he was not hardly finished. Uh, frequently using vague phrases instead of specific, like I like boating, camping and stuff when you use vague statements. That communication kind of communicates that you're not that smart, um, you know, that you don't make good, may not make the best decisions. Um, starting with a written message such as my name is, you know, and your first is your first impression, you know, leading by my name is, is far from optimal first. It's, it's, it's kind of narcissistic because your name isn't of great interest. You know, the name appears at the end of the message in a small email from, from, uh, from blah. So what you're trying to think of when you're communicating is just, hi, I'm, Gary, you know, nice to meet you, blah, blah, blah. You know, the, if we're able to not put those little things in front of it, we can come across a little bit more professional and uh, come across a little bit more thought out and uh, a person that maybe can um, make a little bit better choices. You know, uh, rambling, you know, smart, smart people are usually fairly concise when they speak for uh, uh, longer than a minute. They, they make uh, structure of their utterance clear and they don't ramble off on topics, you know, insisting you're correct in a response is another way that people can not be so smart, um, you know, in such a situation, you know, it's tempting to defend your position and step on someone else while they're talking because um, your self-esteem you feel is directly in attack. But listeners may think you're too stupid or stubborn to realize another person's behavior. And so that limits your ability to actually um, get responsibilities, develop relationships, get opportunities in life when you shut people down. And people don't realize when they do that, it, it's something that, that drives other people crazy because it's disrespectful. You know, a lot of people also um, make black and white statements when gray is required, and especially uh, uh, it's especially dangerous when you're not an expert. But even if you are, uh, more often than not, a nuance is required. For example, it's risky to say, this is right, safer. Uh, it's safer while, you know, while I've seen cases in which it's wrong, for example, X, usually it's right. You know, there are times to be definitive, but to be sure the risk and reward is good. You know, when people label people, they're stupid, or uh, this person's this, they're black and white thinking, and people are not just what you're labeling them. They're much better, much deeper, and, and it's important for us to, to understand that about people, that they're much deeper than we're willing to uh, take the time to get to know. You know, superstitions like uh, bad, uh, black cats are bad luck, Friday the 13th is dangerous, that our, that our fate is written in the stars. You know, 
<laughs> going to a psyche, using tarot cards, talk about a astronomical sign or horoscope that you believe in in past lives. You know, this kind of stuff can come across as rather stupid to many people um, because they don't necessarily either know about or believe in that that kind of a genre of living. You know, uh, people adoring celebrities or, or sitcoms or, or sports teams and just basking in the glory of that stuff all the time can come across if it's obsessive as kind of stupid, that you don't have a life. And so, once again, you want to be really careful about how we balance ourselves um, because we don't want to limit our opportunities and we certainly don't want to demonstrate that we are not able to make wise decisions. You know, substance abuse, many people will smile at a drunk or a pothead, but most uh, intelligent people privately think they're not smart for abusing. You know, people that abuse a substance and then uh, go out in public and demonstrate all that, that, that is just not a smart thing to do because you never know who you're going to run into. You know, buying items that aren't worth the money, especially if you're not rich, like coach purses or Rolex watches or BMWs or Jaguars or expensive jewelry, that's stupid. Um, That's going beyond your means, and it's going to put you in a place where you're having to live as a borrower rather than live as an owner. And so it's one thing if you, you save the money just for that specific thing, but it's another thing to just take your credit card and go buy things that are far out of your range. Also... Uh, Another thing that comes across as stupid and limits people's opportunity is people that appear weird, bizarre, um, too fashion forward, lots of piercings, tattoos. Of course, some brilliant people are visually unusual, but most people feel that avant-garde appearance doesn't appear intelligent. And so notably sending a lot of time and money on appearance, smart people generally think if, if you're devoting that much time to wrapping up into how you look, Uh, That says a lot about how you feel about yourself inside. So, you know, it it says that you don't use your money uh, wisely. And so, you know, uh, Mark Zuckerberg explained uh, why he usually wears the same gray T-shirt. I I really want to clear my life so that I have to make as few decisions as possible about anything but, but how to best serve the community. And the last thing you want is for people to think your light's on but nobody's home. If you do any of that, you might want to pursue uh, gaining a little bit more intelligence. So the Dunning-Kruger effect, and once again, is uh, basically again, uh, that a type of cognitive bias described by uh, Dunning and Kruger, which people believe they're smarter, they're more skilled than they actually are. They, they combine a lack of self-awareness and low cognitive ability, and then boom, uh, you overestimate your own intelligence and your own competence. Um, you know, wisdom is never found with certainty. Wisdom is found with mistakes. And, and Jeff Bezos, uh, the Amazon, the greatest people are consistently revising their understanding, reconsidering a problem they thought they already solved, and they're open to new points about view and, and new information, new ideas, new contradictions, challenges to their own way of thinking. That's because wisdom isn't found with certainty. Wisdom is knowing that what uh, that you might know a lot, but there's a lot you don't know. So wisdom is trying to find out what is right rather than trying to be right. Wisdom is realizing when you're wrong and backing down graciously. So, you know, don't be afraid to be wrong. Don't be afraid to admit you don't have all the answers. Don't be afraid to say, I think, instead of I know. 
you know, that's an important thing. Um, uh, Inc. Incorporated, uh, there's a lady, Jessica Stillman, she said the next time you're trying to determine if someone is actually super smart or simply bluffing, don't ask whether they're always right. Instead, ask, when was the last time they changed their opinion? If they can't name a lot of times they were wrong, they're probably not as smart as they want to appear. And that that's a pretty good indicator, actually. You know, stupid people usually, here's the sad part and why we don't want to just not do hard in life. Stupid people have lots of problems. They mess up, they foul up, they screw up, and they're too proud to change it. And and, and in a world in which intelligence is adaptive, stupid people obtain less value. They they suffer the consequences. And to combat their stupidity, societies invented education and training and used wisely Education and training builds skills and even raises the intellect by uh, itself. And so a barrier to this course of action is that many, perhaps most stupid people, fail to understand that they are stupid. And like others, they believe that they are better than average, except that in their case, this belief is grossly in error and it keeps them from taking the action to get the education and to get the knowledge and become humble and understand that to, to get out there in life, they're going to hurt a lot of people by the mistakes that they made because in adult life, we're looked to to make decisions. And when people don't seek knowledge, they're going to make lots of mistakes. And that's the sad thing. And that's why people look for stupidity. And that's on their radar about people, about how they communicate, how smartly they communicate. And in this day and age, microaggressions and micro uh, gestures and all kinds of stuff. People are reading everything nowadays about people so they can find a reason not to trust. And so we're in a very uh, fragile uh, 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 place in our society, at least in the United States, where people are overjudging. Uh, they're reading way too much into people and they're they're falling behind uh, by you know taking a position rather than uh, taking some understanding and some empathy. Um, you know, you have to look at um, failure. Failure's okay. And stupid people don't like failure. But failure has to be an accepted thing. And once again, it's how you respond and how resilient you are to failure that can make your life so much better. And I'm hoping that this show will help some people. So that's our show. I'd like to thank everybody for listening. I'd love to hear from you. Just click on our webpage, voiceamerica.com, the empowerment channel, Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Now remember, this is from George Carlin, by the way, never underestimate the power of stupid people in large groups. <laughs> so, when you feel that you're stupid, look around and you'll feel a lot better. And here's the last one. We need lifeguards to kick stupid people out of the gene pool. Thanks for listening. That's our show for this week. Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you. We'll be right back.